Hello and welcome to Blind Tag, the wrestling show for people who... See, there it is. I fucked it up. That's not what I wanted to do. Are you okay if I take it again, Matt? Yeah, I am. All right. So what I what I meant to say was, like the modern day Maharaja <laughs> rising from the slums of Punjab, we uh-huh. return to you once again to Blind Tag. To Blind Tag. The wrestling show for people who don't like to watch wrestling. Your reigning champion, <laughs> Mr. Jinder Mahal. <laughs> The man, the myth, the Maharaja. He came out of the pay-per-view event. What was it? Money in the Bank. He money came out bank. of Money in the bank, bank, defeated Randy Orton, Crushed retained his title, he defended. Sure he sure did. It was, a, it was a, a crowning achievement. Just another another uh, grandiose moment, another spectacle in the uh, illustrious reign of Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. There was a little bit of interference from the Brothers Singh, but sure it, was. It, it, it's still... He made it happen. He did. Yeah, he did. I mean, he's 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 great. He's been he's been brilliant. So thrilled. Welcome to episode ten. We're <laughs> one tenth of the way to number one hundred. I feel like this is a a great achievement. I feel like uh like a maharaja, like a ma- <laughs> rising. <laughs> oh boy, we've really we've really achieved so much. We've we've successfully done this nine and a half times now. Yeah. Well, does the pilot count? Is that the half? Oh, I was saying this because we just started. So, like 10 times. So, 10, ten times. If you include the 10 pilot. times. A perfect 10 times. A perfect 10. I, that's, that's, uh, that's a wrestling, uh, wrestling reference you make every now and again that it I sure don't is. really... It's a, wrestle, it's a wrestling reference to Ty Dillinger, who's a perfect 10 wrestler. Okay. Yeah. I believe you. Mm-hmm. He's great. Uh, I keep wanting to talk about him. I was really hoping that there would be something to talk about for this episode, but he hasn't done anything in, in the past few months, so... I got nothing. Yeah, I have literally no idea who that is. So yeah. the past few months that we've been recording this show, he's done absolutely nothing. He's the guy with the weird haircut. They all have weird haircuts. <laughs> There's not a guy with a normal haircut. He's got one of the weirdest, in my opinion. Uh, so do you know who's having a good week? Who's having a good week? Uh, 2K Games. Oh, yeah, they are. they announced that the cover artist... Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, cover artist. <laughs> the cover model, your athlete of the year <laughs> yep. for... WWE 2K18 mm-hmm. is none other than Mr. Seth Rollins. The man himself. The man the himself. The architect. And this is really great news because it's great news for everybody, like the layman, because it means that you can whip your dick out on a camera. Okay. All right. And share that with the, your adoring public <laughs> yep. and still get put on the cover of a video game. Not exactly what he did, but well, uh, it's... He, he was not certainly not trying to share it with the well, adoring public. Someone else shared. had a hand in that. <laughs> it did get shared. Everybody's seen Seth Rollins' dick. They have. Well, and now we get to see him on the cover of WWE 2K18. We sure do. Do you think WWE forgot? <laughs> and they just put him on the cover? I think they're counting on, on us forgetting. I mean, the WWE is like fully behind this guy, regardless of what his penis is doing. So, you know, there, just, this is like no, no surprise to me. I mean, I guess like the last couple ones, I feel like they've been more focused on like... They had Goldberg and they had Sting on it and stuff like that. So, like, for them to be doing it about, like... Well, the last that's... one was Brock. Uh, yes. Yes, you're right. Brock was on the cover and then uh, Goldberg was, like, a uh, playable character. That's why Goldberg came back to the Yeah, went through, like, four different versions of Goldberg that you could play as. Yeah, yeah. WCW Goldberg, other WCW Goldberg, 
other other WCW Goldberg and WWE Goldberg or something like That's that. That's so good. And was it last year or the year before that you could also play as like Arnold Schwarzenegger and then like Terminator oh, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Yeah, last year was... My favorite wrestler, the Terminator. Yeah, that was... Uh, f- for whatever year was happening, I think it was around the, whatever year uh, WrestleMania 31 was, because I was there, and Triple H had this insane like Terminator entrance where he came out and was like holding a bunch of like Terminator skulls. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing. Triple H always has like insane intros for his WrestleMania matches. Yeah, I saw he did the motorcycle yeah, thing this yeah, year. Yeah, that right? was actually pretty tame for him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, this was his thing this year and it was all like, oh yeah, you can play as Arnold Schwarzenegger for some reason. I think they indu- inducted Arnold Schwarzenegger into the Hall of Fame that year too, because he's done some WWE stuff. Has he really? Yeah. Like, like guest spots? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think okay. just as like a, not as like a wrestler, but as just like a celebrity kind of thing. Did you watch the trailer for the game? Uh, No. Oh, is for, there an actual like gameplay trailer? No, no, no. It's just like a cinematic trailer. They they no. Do the... I watched I watched uh, Seth Rollins come out and talk about how honored he is to be on the cover, mm-hmm. and somebody was jealous. Somebody was very oh, jealous. <laughs> that's what that's what Bray's been after this whole time. We've all, we've we've talked about like what his uh, what his search for power is, and he really just wants to be on video game covers. Yeah. So Seth is like <laughs> in this clip. Seth is like he's in the ring and he's saying how much he appreciates being on the cover. Yep. He apologizes for whipping his dick out yep, on camera, yep, yep. and he says, "He basically says, if if we could all get over that, then I think we can achieve anything." <laughs> and uh, and then and then he's he's interrupted by uh, Bray on yeah. the on the big screen, uh-huh. saying that he doesn't he's he's a faker. Yeah, exactly. And then Bray comes a out, false prophet or something like that. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, it's weird. He's uh, a lost prophet. He was in that band. He lost was in Prophets. the band Lost Prophets. <laughs> Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Uh he played violin. <laughs> he played he played like the wash wash bin. The washboard. <laughs> no, but then Seth Rollins says something about how there is no God. And yep. then uh Bray <laughs> he literally just like is like, No, that's fake. You're not a god because that's not real at all. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're saying Seth was saying just like you can't be a god because there is no god? He literally said that. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I don't know why I was like, this is weird Seth as... is suddenly an atheist in canon. Yeah, it's the weirdest you know, fucking hey. video game commercial I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. And then uh, Bray came out and Seth just kicked his ass and yeah. ran away, right? Something bizarre happened. So so Bray did his like teleportation magic thing, but lo and behold, Seth Rollins was on the top turnbuckle and then he dove off and attacked Bray, they which just was cool. Bray's ass out. Yeah, he sure did. But he like he got like a huge ass cut on his face in the process, and I don't know why. But basically, they shot showed him Bray? at the top. No, uh, Seth did. So they like the camera cuts to him at the top of the Titan Tron. He's like, "Yeah, I did it," and he's just like bleeding down his face. And I was like, "What happened? You did one move? Like how? That's impressive." <laughs> yeah, it looked really cool, but maybe it hurt. I don't know. He seemed fine. Those are his his video game juices yeah. leaking out of him. Leaking out his uh his 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 HP was was dropping. His, his, he his, lost yeah, a couple H- hearts. HP was leaking a little bit. Yeah, dropping a little bit. I I mean, I mean I'm this is another match that I'm like I'm excited for. So clearly they're building towards. I don't know how long this feud is going to go. Maybe they're just going to have a match at Great Balls of Fire. Maybe they're going to like go through SummerSlam or something like that. And I'm excited for it. But at the same time, it's just like. I mean, Seth Rollins is certainly going to beat Bray Wyatt. So. I'm over Bray, man. I know. I'm it's, I, so. It's, for, I'm, it, I'm I'm so upset. My limited experience with this whole thing. Here's here's what happened. Uh, Bray, some somebody's doing okay, mm-hmm. and then 
Bray just decides randomly, oh, I'm, I don't like this guy yeah, now. right, right. And so he, like, cuts a promo saying, hey, you're a piece of shit, yep. and I'm going to heal you and, and let the world know. And it's the same goddamn promo every time with the same hat. Yeah. And, oh, and he just... And and then, like, this feud starts, and then he gets his ass kicked. Yeah, and then he just moves on time. to the next person. Yeah. It's... I mean, we've talked about Bray Wyatt a lot, but, like, he is truly the most confusingly booked person on WWE to me. Like, they constantly make him seem out seem like he's the biggest threat the the, the most like dangerous man and he talks like he's the most dangerous yeah, it's man an empty but then threat, he's, though. exactly he just like all he does is get his ass kicked i mean yeah we, we we showed that thing of like him saying intimidating promos and then getting his ass kicked you know that montage that we found but it's it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's the same thing over and over again they like he could be a great character if they give him any level of legitimacy but they just like won't do it they like when he won the WWE Championship, uh, at kind of the the midpoint of that Randy Orton Bray Wyatt feud that ended up going on far too long. Uh, it was like, okay, cool, they're finally giving this guy the credit that he deserves, but they've just since completely backpedaled on on that, and he's back to where he was. Like, it's just unbelievable. He's just like an annoying background character now. Like, yeah, he's not exactly. He's not contributing. He's not doing anything. There, there, I feel like there should be like, there's got to be some kind of like correlation here. To I'm thinking video games of like he's like the the big boss is like henchman and he just like keeps showing up and like you just keep kicking his ass and it's just like over and over and over again. He's like uh, he's, he's like, like the, a shitty mini boss. Yeah, that you have to keep exactly. Fighting your way through. Yeah, he's like he's like the the right hand man of the Joker. And he just like he shows up and then Batman kicks his ass and then he he runs away and then he just comes back again and you know still he's talking about like game. a new weapon every time but yeah, it's like like exactly. he has one different attack every time he's got he goes to a slightly to different fedora <laughs> every single time different attributes yeah. from the fedora different houses so money in the bank happened oh god yeah so we, I, I, we got a little ahead of ourselves yeah like was... the modern yeah uh so Jinder Mahal won Jinder Mahal won he defended yep. mm-hmm. kind of sure did um I don't really want to talk about anything else except for the the actual women's yeah. money in the bank ladder yeah. match. Let us let us talk about that. And because they they kind of fixed it this week, Oof. but it was right. still so it was still bad. So okay, so to, to 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 set the scene, WWE was like, we're going to have this historic match. We're going to have the first ever women's money in the bank ladder match. The crowd goes wild. It's great. They have the match. It starts the off. The match is five women. Yep. You have to climb the ladder to get the briefcase suspended yep. from the middle of the ring. Yep. Uh, and the match is going fine. Everything's going all hunky-dory. Uh, there were some cool spots. Uh, Charlotte did some kind of crazy corkscrew moonsault thing. It was sweet. And, you know, on and on it goes. And then at some point, Becky, I think Becky Lynch is climbing the ladder, going towards the briefcase. Everybody's like, okay, cool. Maybe she's going to get it. James Ellsworth pops in the ring, knocks her off the ladder. And then James Ellsworth... Climbs the ladder, gets down the briefcase, and hands it to Carmella, which is like, sure, I I predicted that Carmella would win, so you did. Kudos to me, but man, this was just like the worst thing that they could have done. The worst way that they could have done this. Like, why? I'm I'm so baffled. Like, they basically had a man win the first all women's Money in the Bank yeah, ladder match. Exactly, exactly, and like they've they've tried to do all kinds of like like backpedaling and, and, and logical jujitsu to like make this somehow make sense. They're like, you know, plenty of people have interfered with the ladder matches before. Remember when Kane interfered? Remember when Bray Wyatt interfered? Blah blah blah, all this stuff. But I can't think of another time that someone else climbed the ladder and took the briefcase and then gave it to someone else. That's pretty 
unprecedented. So I guess it was historic. Uh, Which is what uh, Daniel Bryan says. Yeah, right. But I mean, at the same time, I'm just thinking about like, you completely fucked up your future with this because if you ever do this match again, theoretically what you would want to show is like footage from the last one. Uh, Like, you know, all the Money in the Bank video packages that they did leading up to this pay-per-view, they had like, you know, remember when Dolph Ziggler got it and cashed in? Remember when Seth Rollins got it and cashed in? And they show like a clip of them getting it down from the ceiling and then they show a clip of them cashing it in. And now you don't have that clip of Carmella doing that. You do not have a clip of a woman winning the briefcase for you to use at your next one. Why the fuck would you do that? It's so terrible. So what they kind of did is they they brought Daniel Bryan back, GM of SmackDown. Yes. And uh, who was great, I must say. He 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 was pretty good. And he came back and he was just like, "Hey, hey, uh, Mr. Ellsworth." Well, first of all, uh, James Ellsworth said some shit about his uh, about Daniel Bryan's brand new baby daughter. Yep. And Daniel Bryan said, if you talk about my daughter again, I'm going to punch you in the face so fast or so hard yeah. that, like, you won't breathe, and uh-huh. then I'm going to fire you. Yeah. Like, and then I'm going to fire you. Like, yeah. that was the the uh, the big thing. Like, just fucking <laughs> fire him. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Um, it's, all, it's all fake. <laughs> but then he said, we're going to redo the match. Right. So I think we will have footage of but it's not a woman same. grabbing it's not I know, same. but for the sake of like posterity, if they need to cut promos or like advertisements and stuff, they will have the footage. But my other thought was, are they fixing this? Because so they, they said that like, oh, the, the fans went crazy yeah. and were pissed about yeah. it. And so are they fixing it? Ah, I I was thinking about this earlier. Did they do it in the first place? Because Knowing that they were going to do this, right? Because they were planning on fixing it, right? Or did they do it in the first place because ratings were low and they needed like they needed to be mm-hmm. relevant in the news? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at what we did! We fucked up this like yeah. gender specific thing. Good God, that's a terrible way to get yeah. Ratings. I mean, uh, there's no such thing as bad press, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you could whip your whip your dick out and still get on the cover <laughs> of a video game. Uh, you. So my my question, I suppose, is. What? How much of this was planned, and did they really sure. reverse it because the fans went crazy, or were they planning on having a woman win it all the time? But they needed to get people talking about wrestling because the ratings have been low lately, which is what I've read. Yes, uh, yeah, you were correct. SmackDown ratings have been lower, m- much lower than normal lately, um, and they actually had a bump this week. Uh, the ratings were better, so uh, I would like to believe that that's because Daniel Bryan is back, and also because there's no more good sports on. But Maybe they're going to try and say that it's because of all the controversy that we created. My thinking is that they did that, that this is course correction. I think the only thing that would push me in a different direction is, is if there is a wildly different result on Tuesday. So you think they fucked up? I think they fucked up. And I think that they, Oh, they, uh, they're acknowledging that they fucked up. Yes. Uh, well, okay. I mean, they would never acknowledge that they fucked up, but, uh, they're going to, they are course correcting. Um, and, and saying, yeah, like this was a bad way to do this. Like, I mean, there's so you so think many... Carmella's still going to win? I think if I think if Carmella still wins, then that almost confirms that they were just like we fucked up. If they give it to someone else, and there's like a way that it works within the story, like then maybe that makes sense. And then, then maybe they were like, we uh, I don't know. Maybe they did. This was a part of their master plan. The other thing is like, I feel like they could be like maybe they're going to bring someone else into the match. Like there's been a lot of talk and speculation about Oscar getting called up and uh, joining the like main roster. 
And so, like, maybe my only thought is, like, maybe for whatever reason they couldn't do that for Money in the Bank. And so this was kind of their plan. It's like they'll have this controversial finish, then they'll have this one, and then she'll come in and take it, and it'll be cool. But I I think... I was kind of hoping that the way he would fix it, I was hoping Daniel would say, all right, Carmella, you can have it, but you have to fight James Ellsworth to the death. (laughs) No, you, like you have to, you guys have to fight now. Yeah. Yeah. To like, if if you win, then yeah, you can keep it. If, if uh, you murder this chinless man, if you murder this chinless piece of shit, you can keep that before I do. It's a race. You (laughs) must coat your briefcase with the blood of James Ellsworth. Only then can you obtain the contract with him. When he takes his head off, he looks like a fucking bird with his like, (laughs) he really does. He has like a weird, like a, like a cockatiel haircut and like no chin and a hook nose. Yeah. He's such a weird looking guy. Yeah. It seems like he's friends with Shinsuke in real life, which is pretty funny. Really? Yeah. Shinsuke was like posting pictures of them at like the beach in Puerto Rico on his Instagram. Uh, It's really funny. Two soft boys at the beach. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I, I mean, I just felt like this was too little too late for me. Like you... That I I don't I don't know that there is a way that they can like make this okay. Like I th- I I I can't remember the last time they fucked up something this bad. The only other thing I can think of is maybe something happened in the match. Like maybe Carmella like tweaked her knee or something like that, and she was like, I can't climb this ladder. Like I, I can't do it. But this is the finish we need to get to. And then they were just like, Uh, James, you get it. Like I don't. Maybe that was it. But no way. That seems like a hoe and a prayer at this point. Because he he tossed Becky off the ladder. It yeah, was a right. whole thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that's fine. I th- I expected something like that, and I think that that's okay. Like for for James to do something like that would be a good heel move. I think. But then just let Carmella climb the ladder. Like have him hold the ladder or something like that. Like if they want to get him involved. But like. I think just optically, she needed to be the one to unhook it. Um, the other thing that a lot of people on the on the internet have been talking about is like the, the the defense for this is that like as I was kind of talking to leading up to this, like they really wanted to make Carmilla into a really legit heel, and now she has more heat than maybe anybody in the company. Like, I mean, she did come out and with with James and yeah. was like, "Hey, I won this fair and square. Yeah, like, right. screw you, screw all the internet trolls, like mm-hmm. people saying." Uh, this is for the ladies, and she was kind of like, "Screw the women!" Yeah, like I, right. I got this. Right, like, right. Sorry, you didn't like how I got it, but right. which, like, don't I mean, I hate like she was getting real, real heat from the crowd. I was like, "You're being a jerk." I, I mean, you know, like, I it works. I, I if that's what they were trying to do, it works. But I just think it was. I still don't think it was the right call. I think there was a way to do this, uh, and you know, and and still get her that heat without like getting your own company this much heat like i feel like people are just so pissed at wwe for the way they handle this yeah i don't know we'll dumb. see what, we'll see what happens on tuesday maybe they'll find a way to make it make sense and, and be corrected properly or something like that even as someone who like genuinely doesn't care i, I was still like this is fucked up yeah. like why is this why is this how they're doing this yeah right i yeah i like yeah i mean yeah, so many things that wwe does that are like you know iffy and not great and stuff stuff like that but i was just like there's so I guess what I'm trying to say is there are so many things that they handle poorly. They make so many bad booking decisions and stuff like that. But this is just a bad decision on so many levels. It's not just like giving the win to someone that we don't like or someone that we don't think deserves the win or something like that. Like you just like ruined this whole thing and completely counteracted the the historicness of what you were trying to do. Just completely undercut yourself. Why would you do that? Yeah, it was dumb, and the, I, I the whole pay per view was kind of boring. Yeah, you uh, thought so? 
the what's the other the other big match that's actually worth talking about that isn't Jinder and Randy was the the men's yeah money right. in the bank ladder match yeah who I genuinely oh Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin won yeah oh yeah he came out yeah. well, during Shinsuke's intro yeah he came oh, Baron came great, out actually. from yeah. behind and attacked him mm-hmm. Shinsuke wasn't in for the majority of the the fight which yep. was about four hours long it was a doozy it was certainly a it was doozy. a very long fight yeah and then um. Baron ended up taking it. Yeah, sure did. Which is what you predicted. Why? I see. I I see Baron Corbin, and I think this this greasy biker mm-hmm. wannabe ain't got shit yeah. on nobody. Yeah, I don't know. He just he's like not an that's interesting some, guy to me. That's some tough talk there, Ron. I know. I I, I don't know anything about his character. I yeah. don't know what his gimmick is if he even has one. Other yeah. than like he's kind of a gross piece of shit like, yeah is that yeah i thing? mean i think that's most of it I, I guess i don't think that they're leaning into the gross so much uh but yeah i mean he his his they call him the lone wolf he's like the he's i don't know he's just like a big mean dude he's definitely like a biker kind of guy but not really i don't think they've ever had him ride a motor and he won it but but he won it yeah why did um, you think he was gonna win basically since his debut i think wwe has been pushing corbin to be a big deal he debuted at wrestlemania 32 uh and won the andre the giant memorial battle royal which generally means nothing but i think is a good way of say, saying or of of seeing who they want to be made into a big deal and who they want people to care about uh who they want to push for for lack of a better word um so th- they did that and he's continually been kind of close to the title but not at the title, I don't think he's won a championship yet, uh, but he's he's been in the picture basically since day one, uh, which is you know not the case for everybody that they that they call up from NXT. So I mean, he also kind of fits the pedigree for someone that WWE is really going to push. Like he's a former NFL player, uh, he's a big guy, he's not like a little shrimpy guy, and so I think that they're just like this is a guy that we want to be a star. I think that he's I I've been impressed with what he's done on the main roster. I didn't really love him uh, on NXT, but from what I've seen so far, I've been pretty impressed and a, a fan of it. So I'm I'm into it. But basically, I think Money in the Bank makes much more sense as a, like a prop if you're a heel. Because, like, it, it is very much something that allows you to do something dastardly and uh, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so I think to give that to someone that you're trying to position as, like, your sort of top heel. And, I mean, frankly, on SmackDown, they don't really have a lot of great heels aside from uh, aside from Kevin Owens. And, uh, or at least I can't think of anybody else that they have. I mean, I guess Junior Mahal. I guess, I guess. Randy Orton, kind of, <laughs> yeah. uh, depending on your perspective. Uh, but I think that they need another, Well, I'm an like... American. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure Randy Orton is... The, the other face of America that isn't Kevin Owens, the, 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 the Canadian who is the face of America. <laughs> Randy Orton is the old face of America. Kevin Owens is the new face of America. The new, handsome Who's going to be the new, new face The bearded of face of America. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this is just kind of a way to cement uh, Baron Corbin's legitimacy and make him into as big a deal as WWE wants him to be. And, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it could be interesting. The other thing that's nice about it is I don't see exactly where it's going to go. Like, I don't see him taking it from uh, from from Jinder. So, to me, that's like, well, he's just going to kind of hold on to it and, and it continue to be a thing for a while, which is interesting to me, intriguing to me. Though I will say that the, the way that they handled... The post Bunny the Bank show and him was like really odd to me. Obviously, they spent a lot of time on the women's stuff, necessarily so, um, but they didn't really talk about Baron Corbin the entire episode until he just like his music hit and he walked out during Jinder's match with Luke Harper. 
Then he just did a lap around the ring and walked back out. <laughs> and it was just like the weirdest little, little thing. I didn't uh, even see that. Yeah, I don't think I sent you the link to this. But yeah, like, so Jinder Mahal just had a singles match with Luke Harper. There's no stakes to it or anything like that. Um, and in the middle of it, Baron Corbin comes out and is just like, he's got the briefcase in his hand. He's marching down the ramp. He's like, oh, I'm going to cash it in. Oh, he's the thing where he's pretending he's going to exactly. challenge Jinder. Exactly. He's like, oh. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. And then he like goes over to the timekeeper's keep- area and he's just like, Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. I'm trying to get in your head. And then just like, like he literally doesn't even stop. He just like, he like walks up to the referees and just like keeps walking, keeps walking, holds it out to him. And then he just like pulls it away and literally just like walks back out and, and walks out of the arena. It was so bizarre. And then uh, Randy Orton came out like 10 minutes later and interfered with the match and uh, all this kind of nonsense. Why was Ginger fighting Luke Harper? <laughs> You know, gotta I, fight somebody. I didn't see that. Okay, just he's the champion. Let's put him in a match. Yeah, basically against a guy um, he can just crush. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good match. I think Luke Harper is a really great worker. Um, and I, I'm kind of waiting for them to do something cool with him. I didn't I didn't see this match, but I saw a picture of mm-hmm. it while mm-hmm. I was googling Ginger earlier yeah. today. Yeah, and I like I just saw the still and I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, need to see I know what happened that. there. I'm not yeah. gonna fucking waste my time on exactly. this. I mean, part of the thing with Jinder Mahal is he basically has no real legacy because as, basically, as soon as he came back to WWE, they thrust him in the into the title picture. He won very quickly, so he like just doesn't have a bunch of matches. So I think like that's why he's having matches with like Mojo Rawley and stuff. And Luke Harper is just like we gotta you know show just that he's done some shit. Put him up against big guys that he can beat and he can look even tougher. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. Exactly. Um, while he just fucking continues to feud with Randy Orton. I am so tired of this fucking feud. I can't wait for John Cena to come back and save all of us from this this awful, horrible feud. But then I'm not going to be able to say the intro anymore. Well, that's that's true. I mean, I don't think that Jinder that is going to lose the, the title right away. I'm just really tired of, like... Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal fighting over this belt. Yeah, that's and true. Randy being like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm even madder about it now." Like, I fight for my dad. Yeah, my dad. I mean, cool, fight for your dad if you want, but like, I don't know, it just, was on Father's Day. It was on Father's Day. I will say that Randy I think, Orton's father got assaulted by the Singh brothers <laughs> on Father's assaulted? Day. Assaulted? Not really. Well, it was like grabbing by the collar. It didn't actually hit him. Well, they, I mean, they. I guess maybe that's it. Roughed him up assault. a little. Yeah. He's like a hundred years old. <laughs> he's, he's pretty. He seemed pretty old. There's a lot of old guys in that. In that there were a lot row. of old guys. There. They were, but yeah. Ric uh, Flair was there, just like a smiling crypt keeper. <laughs> <laughs> he still has that big toothy grin and the he slick sure back hair, he but sure he's does. just like everything else about him is just ash. Yeah, but Ric Flair is very. Uh, he's just like. He he doesn't know how to exist if he's not in the spotlight. So he's like constantly just trying to get himself into stuff. Like he just tweets all the time about like whatever big sporting thing is going on, and it's just like ba ba ba, go Cavs, woo! It's just he just can't not be Ric Flair. Exactly. Yeah, he's I, like I get he, that. he's he is himself at all times. As far I get as I know. that. So yeah, Bar- Barry Corbin won. And Barry uh, Barry Corbin is that what we're calling him Barry Yeah Barry Corby Barry Corby I, li- I like to give all the wrestlers a little, little that's nicknames. his like face name his face name yeah. Barry Corby if he eventually turns face if he ever turns face it's going to be because they they shave his head and they finally acknowledge that this man is very very much balding and he should not be having hair yeah. that long and that greasy just give him a normal haircut just give him some hair fine. plugs hair plugs probably get some good heat oh <laughs> a cool wig a very cool wig. So, uh, in other in other belt SmackDown belt news, SmackDown Championship news, uh, Kevin Owens brought back the United States Open Challenge this week, and specifically, so 
you probably don't know about this, but this is something that John Cena started doing when he was U.S. champion recently. Is like he would every week just be like, I'm putting up the title. It's on the line. Whoever wants to challenge me can. Uh, and it was just like, everybody deserves a chance because this is America or something like that. Um, it was really go, really, John Cena. <laughs> it was really, really great. It like allowed for a lot of kind of unexpected people to work pretty great matches and allowed for Sami Zayn to make his debut and also tear his rotator cuff. But, uh, you know, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Uh, so Kevin Owens is like bringing that back, but essentially being like, it seems like he's going to increasingly put, uh, you know, weird stipulations on it. Like it can only be someone from Dayton, Ohio, uh, to which, uh, was kind of cool though. Cause it's like, if you're in the audience right now yeah, and you want right. to fight me, yeah. Come on. I would love if they did that. If they if they just like plant some indie guy and he's just, like he just like comes out of the crowd and he's like, Yeah, I'll fight you, I'll do it. Oh, yeah, somebody yeah. who knows like how to safely work and yeah, stuff like exactly. that. But oh, yeah, that'd be great. What would actually be terrible though is if is if like they do that once, then like for the next million shows dad, like just some dad just comes idiot out is gonna be like, oh, I can fight you. Sit down, dad. Yeah. And Jesus. It'll, it'll be bad news for everyone. Someone someone will get hurt. Someone will at least someone's roll dad is gonna get embarrassed. But yeah, Chad Gable came out, who is someone that I absolutely adore. Uh and so Chad Gable is one half of American Alpha, uh a tag team that has not done much lately. They are former tag team champions. I think they uh, they lost them to the Usos and then have basically disappeared since then. But they are great. They're great, great wrestlers. And I think Chad Gable is one of the like most uh, entertaining and funny people. But they haven't really done, since they've been on SmackDown, they, they're relatively recently called up from NXT. They haven't really done much as far as like promos and stuff like that. So I was just really, really glad that they gave Chad Gable a mic. He and had he good was, hair. He's, he does have pretty good hair. Uh, wears, a, wears a headband too, which is, which is fun. He's also an crazy, a crazy, crazy athlete. I don't the, Did you end up watching this match or just the, I can't remember what I sent you. Yeah, I, I watched the match. He did like a like a bit like a, a I don't know a flipping German suplex thing where he oh like, he was he was giving it to Kevin yeah and he's like a little guy and yeah. Kevin Owens is a big boy and it's just like I, wasn't that like his first the first thing he did is just I, he did like a judo flip to Kevin Owens yeah, and just yeah. flipped him on his back yeah he's he's great he's like truly a fantastic wrestler so is Jason Jordan his tag team partner uh, they're really fun to watch. But, yeah, I was really excited. So, Chad Gable said he moved to Dayton, Ohio, where they were holding SmackDown. That morning. Yeah. Uh, then he gave him a, a street address, which apparently is just, like, a, enough to give credibility to, like, yeah, well, I live somewhere. That, like Kevin was like, oh, shit, I drove past that house on my way here. Yeah, like, right. I, I remember that address. Well, so so I looked it up, because, of course, I did, uh, to see if it was an actual address. And it was an address for Wright State University, which is apparently in uh, in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. So, the premise is, is that Chad was, like, living in a dorm at Wright State University. So someone updated his Wikipedia page to say that he currently lives at Wright State University, which is very funny. Someone being... Like a, like some, I don't know, nerd. Some someone, nerd. Some nerd like me. Someone being... It wasn't me. <laughs> I swear. Some, I, I some was, nerd. I some was, nerd who looked up the address and figured out it's Wright State I, University. I, I was not some a... Ass, I don't know who did it. <laughs> some I was not a clever that, enough nerd to do that. He then tweeted out the next day that he moved back to Minnesota, which was really funny. But yeah, I just really like Chad Gable, and I was really glad that he was on WWE this week. You know who else is from Minnesota? Who's that? Bork Laser. The type of nerd who would look up the address. <laughs> I'm only kind of from Minnesota. <laughs> but Bork Laser's from Minnesota. Who? who? Borg Laser? Bork, Brock Lesnar. I was fucked up. <laughs> Brock Lesnar's from Minnesota. <laughs> or at least he went to school in Minnesota. I don't know if he's actually from Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Bork Laser? Bork Lesnar. <laughs> Bork Laser? <laughs> The pork blazer. <laughs> the pork blazer himself. 
Brock Lesnar. Universal champion, Pork Blazer. <laughs> Did you watch that uh, that video package of Samoa Joe and Brock yeah, Lesnar? Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about Raw. Yeah. Just, do you want to go right yeah, to that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's or talk do about you want to talk about the other stuff that happened in Raw? Uh, there's not that much more to talk about with uh with SmackDown. So yeah, let's let's do, well yeah let's just talk about let's talk about Bork. What do you got to say about Bork? So what was, so whose promo was this? Samoa Joe's or? <laughs> I think this was just <laughs> like a promo for the match, basically. All right, so Samoa Joe is basically talking big talk. Yep. Saying that uh, Would you also say that he's walking a big walk. He's walking a big walk. He's talking a big talk. He's ready to fight Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid. Not at all. And then Brock Lesnar speaks. Yep. And I, and now I get it why he doesn't <laughs> talk. You finally saw what we've all been seeing. He's got a little bit of a Tyson thing. He does. He actually does. Like, I've never thought about it. He's totally. terrifying, but then when he opens his mouth, you're like, oh, you have like a kind of a weird little kid voice. Yeah, right. And you don't seem very intelligent. Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, he called... He called Samojo a punk ass bitch. Yep, yep. Which so, was bleeped out. Yeah. So some Brock Lesnar is one of the only people that they let swear as much as they do. Like every once in a while, someone will be like, "You're a bitch," or "You're ass." <laughs> you know, it like made that. me realize that this is the problem with Brock Lesnar is he doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't understand that kayfabe is a thing. That's what I was. That's what I was trying to pinpoint. Yeah. I kept saying he's too real. He's mm-hmm. like there's no humor to him. But it's. I don't think he gets it. <laughs> I don't think he doesn't know it's not real. And so he's like, "Fuck Samoa Joe! I'm gonna fight him because he wants to fight me." And he doesn't understand that it's like not a real thing. <laughs> he beat up my friend Paul. I actually yeah. want to fight. Yeah, him. <laughs> he was actually upset about it. Like Brock, Brock came from MMA, and he's like, "I yeah. just fought another guy for real." Yeah, he's just never been able to process that they're two different things. And now this excellent Samoa Joe, he does it. I don't think Brock Lesnar gets it. That's maybe, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good theory. We'll have to ask him when he's back next week. He's apparently going to be on Raw again next week. Great, can't wait. <laughs> Doing what? Looking forward to it. Uh, I don't know. Probably just talking some shit again. Maybe having a match. Probably not having a match. God, I I, I love this idea that like he's just a guy who doesn't know. <laughs> That's my favorite gimmick. <laughs> He's the guy that like answered the challenge, and it was just like, "Yeah, you want to fight? Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll I, fight." And then Kevin was like, "Oh fuck, no, 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 not you, anybody but you, anybody but you, please, 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 no, no, no." Yeah, that's a, that's such a that's such a great gimmick though to just have a guy yeah. who's like. Who doesn't know? Yeah. <laughs> and that, that that be the gimmick who thinks he's actually like fending for his life. Yeah. And he's like, Why is everybody crazy? Why is why is Bray the way that he is? Yeah. Why these guys who, don't hit very hard. It's really weird. Yeah, I'm so confused. <laughs> they keep trying to flip me and pin me and I'm just punching them in the face. Yeah. And they keep a, like grabbing me and putting me in headlocks, but then like talking to me and telling me what they're doing. It just doesn't seem like it's a good strategy. Don't let me know. <laughs> Man, what a cool, what a cool gimmick! <laughs> I also like the idea that Paul is just in on it too, and he's just like, "Yeah, no, Joe, he beat me up. I was, uh, you, could, you gotta, you gotta uh, just come deal with like Brock's stupidity." <laughs> exactly. He's just like, he's just like trying to tell him Santa's not real or something like that, or Santa's still real. He's like every time someone comes Wait, around, what? he's like, don't, "No, no, no, shh, 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 don't tell him. He doesn't know. <laughs> he still doesn't get it, guys." <laughs> But he keeps hurting us, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> we have to tell him. Some guy's got Someone like a broken arm. He's just like, why? We, this isn't working. Oh, jeez. Brock Lesnar, just blissfully unaware of, of, of the world he lives in. He has a gun. 
just walks into WWE one day with a gun. It's just like, uh, oh no, it, no, no, Brock, oh no, gosh. come on. What if he actually thinks that like when he when he walks out to the ring, his arms control fireworks? Like <laughs> he goes like this and explosions. Coffee's He's like, when did I get this superpower? This is so cool. It's so good. Oh, what a man. good gimmick. That's great. That, Brock Lesnar has the best gimmick. <laughs> and he doesn't even know it. He doesn't even have a gimmick and it's the best one. He doesn't just realize. A, he's just an actual guy. Holy shit. That was my like big realization for the week. Yeah, yeah. Is that Brock Lesnar doesn't know. <laughs> it's still real to him, it's... damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Brock, you blissful baby. You blissfully <laughs> you, ignorant baby. You big, dumb, blissful bitch. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, yeah, so he said he he called Samoa Joe a punk ass bitch, and then yeah. he called him a bitch at the end of the thing too. And it's yeah. basically just like neither of them are scared of each other, and <laughs> they're the world's gonna explode when they collide. That's that's the way that that's what I have the impression of. I also really like this idea, like of of Samoa Joe basically just like calling his shot, like in the interview portion with him. He's just like, I'm gonna do this to you. I'm gonna like, oh yeah, I just like he was like talking about like. This is how I'm going to to beat you, kind of thing. And I just I just thought that was like a really really cool thing. He did the same thing when he was like whispering to Paul about like you know I'm gonna slip my arm around your throat and strangle you. Fuck Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna fuck Brock Lesnar and then I'm gonna win and it's gonna be great. Yeah, I don't. He's just like he's just so good. Like this is the first time that Samoa has really been in the spotlight, and I think it's good. The other thing I think it's like I we we talk a lot about like what are people's motivations on this on this program. Um, I think that that. For a little while, Joe's motivation was, like, very unclear when he was feuding with Seth Rollins. He was just basically, like, doing Triple H's dirty work. But, like, now, I think it all, like, he's just, like, fighting for respect. He's, like, he, he, I mean, it's a fairly simplistic thing, right? But he's just, like, I will demand that you respect me. And and he wants to beat everybody. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he's, like, I want to prove that I am, like, a legitimate threat, almost. And just that, like, because, like, that was, like, what he was, you know, doing with Roman Reigns this week. Of, like, you know, you're going to remember my name. Like, I, I, I insist that with my fists that he will remember who I am and you will, you know, respect me. He's doing the same thing with Brock Lesnar. And looking back at, like, what his thing with Seth Rollins was, like, he did kind of the same thing that Braun's been doing of, like, I'm not finished with you or whatever with Seth Rollins, like, he kept popping up in his matches, and it was just, like, Seth never gave him the credit that was due to him, and so he's just, like, I'm not going to, con- I'm not going to stop fucking you up until you will treat me with respect. Um, and, uh, right. Samoa Joe did beat Roman Reigns this week. He sure did. With a little bit of help. Little a little bit of help. distraction. Uh-huh. Well, so let's, let's take this from the beginning. So, Roman Reigns starts off the show, uh, this week to announce what he's going to be doing for SummerSlam, and cuts... Maybe the most straightforward heel promo I think he's ever cut, which was really really interesting. Um, did you get? Did you end up watching this stuff too? Yeah, I watch this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's just like talking, basically talking about like how you know he doesn't care who is fighting Brock Lesnar at at Great Balls of Fire because he's the one that matters. He doesn't care who walks away with the championship because he's declared that he is the number one contender at SummerSlam for the Universal title. Yeah, for sure. Which seems weird because I don't think that he should really have the power to just declare that, though I guess it is a good heel move. Uh, and I really want like Kurt Angle or oh, it's his yard. Well, it is his yard. He has he has staked claim to it in t-shirts and in statements over and over and over again. Um, I, but I really think it'd be funny if Kurt Angle or Stephanie just came out and was just like, you, you, you can't do that. That's not how this works. Like, yeah, you're not your allowed. Bosses. You can't just make matches. And then they're just like, you can have a match with... Uh, with you're uh, the water boy. With the water boy on the pre-show. 
It's punishment for your insolence. So um, <laughs> he said he's going to fight whoever is the universal champion at SummerSlam. Doesn't even care. Doesn't care. He just said, I'm going to wait till SummerSlam and then claim my title. Exactly. Exactly. And he's like, I don't care if it's Brock Lesnar or some guy named Joe. And then Joe comes out and is like, listen. Some guy named Joe. Yeah. What an insult. Truly. So there's a, just an average Joe. He's just calling him Joe the Plumber. <laughs> Joe, just some Joe the Plumber. Just uh, some guy who made up a plumbing business that he had and like mm-hmm. stretched the facts. Yep. And then it came out that he was peeing in cups. That was a different <laughs> plumber, right? <laughs> that was a different guy. Samoa Joe comes out and he's like, "You're gonna, I am Samoa Joe, and you are gonna remember me." And then they get into a fight. Blah blah blah. Uh, but then. There, Roman Reigns is setting up for the spear. He's looking like he's going to take out Smojo. And then there's just beeping. Just this beeping coming throughout the audience as if there's like a vehicle backing up. As if there's like an ambulance backing up. And lo and behold, the camera cuts to an ambulance backing up into the arena. Oh, shit. And who should appear but none other than the monster among men, Braun Strowman, who busts oh. through the ambulance doors Strowman. and screams, he's still not finished with you. <laughs> there were, uh, during this whole thing, there were a few points where i was like they could have just had braun walk in and it would have been way more effective than like showing the ambulance back up like the audience would have fucking exploded if like while roman was cutting the the not i guess it wasn't a promo while he was doing his whole speech and like then samoa joe came out if instead five month plan yeah (laughs) he's laying out his yeah his career (laughs) path his career growth plan um during that, if Braun Strowman had showed up during that, yeah. just to interrupt him and be like, fuck you. Yeah, like, right. I'm not finished with you yet. Yeah. You don't get to do the thing that you want to do because I still get to do mine. Yeah. I, I think, think that, that would that have been the... way more effective. Totally agree. And I think that, like, that is the is the line that they need to, like, they need to, they need to make that clear of, like, like, I, I want that to be, like, what Braun's is, motivation is, right? Of, like, you know, you think you can just go do, go and do whatever you want, but I'm not finished with you. You still have to get through me to get anywhere that you need to be. Um, I, I, I think that that is great. but And I, I think it's kind of there. But I think that if, like you said, he came out like during that announcement promo rather than like during that match, or if he just like came out from the audience rather than like backing up an ambulance to, you know, the back of the ring or to the arena or whatever, it would have been more effective. But I will say, when those ambulance doors busted open, it seemed like the crowd went fucking apeshit. Uh, yeah. And that's awesome. But it was like in a... On a on a video, I just mean if he had just walked oh, out yeah, in sure, real life, sure. it would have been right. a whole other thing. I agree, totally agree. I want to tell a quick story that I read today. Please do. Uh, Jinder was telling the story. Okay, and it was uh, outside of kayfabe. Uh huh. They were like going to like the next city that they had to be in. They uh-huh. were all driving rental cars, and it was him and Braun were in a car together. Okay. And they were just like driving down the road late at night, and they hit a deer. Uh huh. And it like totaled the rental car. And so they got out of the car and like a mile behind them down the road was like another car with other wrestlers in it. Yeah. So they just got in that car and then they called the rental car place. They were like, hey, we hit a deer. Your car is 20 miles outside of this city, like totaled Uh on the side of the road. Good luck. And then they just fucking left. This is real? Yeah. This happened. Story that Ginger told on some (laughs) website that I read. Uh, going into that, I really thought that you were going to tell some joke about not being finished with something. I didn't realize that was an actual story. No, they were finished with that rental car. That is, Ginger and Braun are not the two people that I would expect to be, like, riding between shows together. I mean, they're so goddamn big that they are probably, yeah, only so. they can fit in a car together. I guess so. Especially, well, especially because, well, 
Maybe this, I don't know, they're not on the same show. It doesn't make any sense. No, I think this was like a while this ago. Was a while ago. That makes, yeah, makes more sense. Uh, wow, that's great. I, that's, a, that's a pretty great strategy. <laughs> Rather than like, I like wait. how they, yeah, they're just like, hey, if you want the rental car back, yeah. it's totaled and it's also here. We got to go. Yeah. What they're not saying though is that it wasn't that they hit a deer. It was just Braun got hungry and so he started eating the car. He started eating it from the inside <laughs> out. And then he was like, oh no, what have I done? Uh, but he, I'm not finished with it yet. He ran. <laughs> He ran into the woods, found a deer, hurled the carcass at the car, and was just like, all right, uh, can somebody pick us up now? I guess I should have just ate that deer. I guess I should have just ate the deer. It would have been so much easier. Anyway, I'm real excited for Braun to be back. I'm real excited for this ambulance match. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? He claims... Oh, he, So he, he... Roman lost the match against Joe. Mm-hmm. Then Braun actually came out, picked Roman up, slammed him on the ground, yep. and said, we're going to... When is this in the next pay-per-view, or... Or, um, yeah, I think they said it's gonna be at Great Balls of Fire. He said we're gonna, it's me and you in an ambulance match. Good, got boy howdy, can't wait. And I just went, all right. <laughs> what I the really... fuck is an ambulance match? Uh, well, uh, an ambulance match is, is... this a thing? It is. Is yeah. it like a dumpster match? I think I think it's basically the same concept. Uh, it's fought under hardcore rules, no pinfalls, no submissions. Uh, the only way to win is for one wrestler to force their opponent into the back of an ambulance and close the door. From, and close the door. Who from, do you think is going to take this? That's a great question. I have no idea. So I think that they had planned, I imagine that they had planned to do this at Extreme Rules because this is a total like goofy Extreme Rules, you know, match. Oh, yeah. Um, right. But then Braun got injured, blah, blah, blah. He ate six deer and regrew his arm and was fine. So hey. I think he's back earlier than they anticipated. I imagine that they weren't planning him on having him on Great Balls of Fire. So I think they were just kind of like, yeah, let's do that thing we were going to do at Extreme Rules and just do it now. Um in terms of who wins, I don't know. I think that what I would like to see is Braun win and then have them have a rematch at SummerSlam. But I don't know. So the biggest thing is I just don't know if, like, Roman making this sort of declaration about what he's doing is, like, going to be, yes, this is definitely what we're doing. Or if there's going to be some way that they're going to have, like, Braun put a stop to it or something like that. So I don't I don't know exactly who I think. I, I mean... I need more than just like the the, the it, it's going to be it'll be telling to see like how they book this leading up to the event right like then I think I'll be able to figure it out but I feel like it might be a a Kalisto type thing where Roman wins it but then Braun oh, is so pissed yeah, that he yeah. busts out of the ambulance and then destroys Roman he picks up the, the ambulance from inside the ambulance from inside. And throws it at Roman Reigns. He does like a Flintstones thing where he kicks through the bottom of it and then just runs at Roman in the ambulance. Yeah. Runs the entire truck at Roman Reigns. <laughs> the camera just pans down to the bottom of the ambulance and you see a chuck chuck as two enormous feet burst through the bottom of the ambulance. And then you see him, yeah, just go charging at Yabba dabba doo. Yabba dabba doo. I'm not finished with, with you. What was that thing you posted on Twitter this week? Roses are red, violets are blue. Something, 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 and I'm not finished with yeah, you. Yeah, that was pretty good. Ro- uh, Braun was thing. doing some poetry. <laughs> some Twitter poetry. Twitter poetry. Roses are red, yabba-dabba-doo. I'm Brock Lesnar. Wait, I'm Braun Strowman. <laughs> and I'm not finished with you. Oh, boy. I'm somebody. I'm, I'm sure somebody. Uh, you want to talk about The Miz? Yeah. Uh, real quick, though. Um, sure. We already talked about this. When is the... The rematch for the 
the women's money in the bank? Is that just next week on SmackDown? I, be- I believe they said it is on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's not in the pay-per-view. No, not on a pay-per-view. Cool. It's, just, so that'll... it's definitely on a SmackDown, um, not like a like a pay-per-view. Right, right. Okay, yeah. cool. Just wanted to be sure how long we had to wait for them to actually try to fix that. Uh, a, a mere week. A mere oh, week for them to figure it out. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the Miz. Uh, the Miz, he's great. So what's he doing this week? He's not fighting bears this week, right? No, he's uh, he's recruiting bears this week. He's trying okay. to build himself an entourage. Uh, I saw him trying to recruit an entourage. Yeah. He didn't, I didn't see bears. Oh, you didn't see the bears? Oh, no. okay. Um, I must so, have missed that. Sure. Oh, so, shit, there are two video links here. I might have not watched one of them. Come on, step up your game here, Ron. Whoopsie. So The Miz is backstage with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, and he's basically being like, hey, you guys were on the were on the Marine 5 with me. You should come and be my backup. You should be my Yeah, entourage. that was cool. He come referenced the me. shitty movie that we talked yeah, about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He also made a reference to their uh, to their families and like how the fact that like their, their families wouldn't be proud of them. Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas are both people that have... Uh, a lot of family members that are involved in wrestling. Ah. Um, namely, uh, one Bray Wyatt is Bo Dallas's brother, and also his dad is... Uh, and I, also his dad. Also his... <laughs> his father and, I think, grand, grandfather were also uh, wrestlers. Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bray Wyatt, he, I mean, he is a god. He's eternal. He's been around. He's been around. He gets around. Um, so The Miz is just like, you guys need to make your families proud. You need to be with an A-lister like me. Come in and be my entourage. And we're left not really sure what's going to happen. Uh, th- this is all spurred by uh, Bo Dallas getting his ass kicked by Finn Balor and not really knowing. Like He's just like down in the dumps about, like, man, I'm not a good wrestler or whatever. Yeah, he looked very sad yeah. in the clip that I saw when The Miz was talking to him. And Bo- The Miz just came and berated him. Yeah, right. Bo Dallas is a pretty pretty great wrestler in my humble opinion and uh he's another person that it's just like i wish that they would do more with him and i think i I hope that this leads to that like even if if these two are just in sort of like a sing brothers role you know where they're like you know helping miz win matches and stuff like that and being kind of his enforcers or distractions or whatever i think that's great because bo dallas is, is really really awesome he deserves a chance to be a little bit more in the spotlight but anyway he asked them to be their entourage, his entourage. We don't really know what their answer is. And then later in the show, uh, Miz has a segment where he's trying to do an apology to Maurice for the last couple of weeks and how things have not gone super well with them. So he's got this big box in the ring. He's got two bears in the ring. He's got some champagne. He calls out Maurice and, and like, is just, like, pouring his heart out, heart out to her and, like, apologizing and stuff like that. It was, like... It was it's very sweet. It was very sweet. It was, like, kind of moving. I was also, like, what if... I wonder if I could get away with whenever I get married... If I just take a Miz promo and like fill in the blanks with my partner's name and 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 and, and just have that be like my wedding vows, <laughs> see if they would notice. Do you mean like you would say it or yeah, you, I would or just you say would all the things the that Miz said here. Of but like like you know because a lot of it is just like you know you're 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 beautiful and you're awesome and I love you and all this stuff. And then he says something like like and no matter what Dean Ambrose does, we're always going to be together. And I was like, what if I just did that? Like, no matter what just Dean Ambrose threw, does. Threw in that just part like about little, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. You know, if it's in the middle of the wedding, there won't be any way for anybody to stop me because I'll just be like, oh, uh, what? Like, Everyone will just kind of look around. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just keep on rolling through it. Who's Dean? Who's Dean? Is that her ex? Is that, guy? Is that oh, is that an ex? Is that her ex? They want to talk about that now. Is that the priest? Is that the priest? <laughs> I would love if Dean Ambrose, Father was, Ambrose? The, was the priest at my wedding. Father Ambrose. Father Abraham was... Anyway. Um, so he delivers this promo, and then, lo and behold, Dean Ambrose comes out to interrupt right as Miz and Maurice are about to kiss for seemingly the first time in weeks, because Maurice keeps turning the cheek every time he tries to kiss her. 
Anyway, Dean Ambrose comes out. They don't get their smooch. And he just, like, comes to the ring, not really saying much. And then uh, as he, like, enters the ring, the Miz, like, pulls Maurice in front of him, as he is often wont to do. Yeah. And then that causes Maurice to spill her champagne all over herself, to which she is very upset about. And she leaves in, in a huff. And in a, she's, she's, mad at, she's mad at Mike. She's mad at the Miz. Um, the Miz and Maurice are real-life married. They are, real-life married. What are the odds that they get fake-life divorced? <laughs> I would say pretty good, actually. Kayfabe divorce. I do think, think that, that that that's kind of like what they're they're building to. I don't I don't know if they'll like be like divorced, but like I feel like they're like they're building towards they're going to be like quote unquote separated or something like that. Because yeah, that's this has been like the tension between the two of them is like I don't know. Maybe Mrs. Scott is too focused on Dean Ambrose and not focused enough on his wife or something like that. Do you I think that's know. why they introduced that weird power couple during? Uh pay-per-view mm, interesting i mean the, the smackdown that yeah they're on smackdown so i don't see them interacting but it could be a fun little bit we'll see i don't know i don't want to backtrack and talk about that so if you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about just ignore it yeah I- ignore it or we'll get there eventually yeah do some googling see if you can do some it googling out. see uh, if you can solve the mystery of what <laughs> we're talking Ooh, about what are they Ooh, doing this their power couple um so anyway this happens maurice leaves and then uh mike is is rightfully pretty upset so uh he goes you know he goes to like try and chase down maurice then she just ignores him and so he turns around dean ambrose hits him with dirty deeds and then the bears attack dean ambrose and they pull off their bear heads to reveal that they are bo dallas and kurt axel curtis axel so it, so it would, they join the Miz. It would it would appear that they have become the Miz's entourage. They have become the Miz. Yeah, they have become the Miz, and they like were it was it was a really lovely little beatdown, and then they basically just like picked up Dean Ambrose, threw him at the Miz, and Miz hit his finisher on him, uh, and that was how that segment closed. Was like them standing over a heap of Dean Ambrose. Um, oh, the grandfather a clock up broken. Pile of too. Ambrose. Yeah. It was really funny. Mike said he, or the Miz, I don't know why I'm so keen on calling him Mike today. Him We're Mike. not pals. I don't know. No, my, my guy, Mike. My guy, Mike. You know, Mike. Yeah. Um, he, he unwrapped the present and it was the grandfather clock that Maurice gave him. But he was like, I've, I've been, you, you thought I was sleeping on the couch because you wouldn't let me sleep in bed. But actually I was, I was in the garage and I was, I was Googling how to fix this, uh, this grandfather clock and I put it back together just for you. Just for you, babe. And then he ends up breaking it because of Dean Ambrose. So Because of Dean Ambrose. So Dean Ambrose is a home wrecker, is, is basically what, what we're getting down to here. What are the odds that Dean Ambrose and Maurice kiss? Mm, good question. What are I the mean, odds that they make love in the middle of the ring? The, the I'm going to go with Slim. They're, they're Slim. Certifiable. That's, that's not none. <laughs> it's not none. It wouldn't be the first time that WWE had people had sex in the middle of a ring. Uh, but that was when they were not a PG show, so I don't think that they're going to do that now. Also, I just that I think that they've realized that that's not a very like good story. <laughs> what if they? What if like just for one episode, WWE just says we're going to go hard R, hard R, <laughs> hard TVMA. We're just going to lean into some FCC fines and just you know do, we, do what we, we have, have a to story do. to tell. <laughs> this is my art form. We're going to let Brock Lesnar swear as many times as he wants. I'm not even gonna bleep it out. I, I don't think that Seth Rollins just comes out naked. <laughs> I'm on that video game. They put me on the cover. What up? I got a big unveiling for you. <laughs> you thought my announcement last week was big. Wait till you see this one. Oh boy. Guess how many pixels it took to render? <laughs> 
He also it just has like a yeah, as a as a phone with the air horn app on it. Pixels. Oh boy. But let's talk about let's talk about Enzo and Cass. Hang out. One more okay, thing I wanna right. I, this is uh, this is kind of about Seth Rollins. It's about Seth Rollins or Seth Rollins' dick. It's it no. It's about <laughs> It's about Roman Reigns when he was doing his whole thing. Yeah. He referred to Seth Rollins as his little brother. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> so he's just making a reference to when they were in the Shield together. When like... they look like each other? When they... <laughs> he's making a reference to when they look like the same guy? <laughs> it's fine. I just wanted to bring that you back up. You should have said that Seth Rollins is his like, first evolution or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's like the, the lesser version. When you give me a, a, a sunstone, I turn it. Transform a water stone, and he turns into his hair gets more wet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he turns into Aquaman. Aquaman, thank yeah. you, Jason go. Momoa. Momoa, give me Samoa Momoa. Am I right? Because he, because he's you're handsome. right, because he's handsome. Anyway, he's Samoan. Let's talk about like uh, Joe Enzo. It's not and... just some regular Joe. <laughs> he's Samoa Joe. Let's talk about Enzo and Cass. Let's talk about Enzo this. Was fucking Cass. awesome. Yeah, I I, uh, we, we predicted top. this, I think. Yeah, we did. I have a question, okay. which we'll get to. It, it has to do with this whole thing. Sure. But let's talk about what happened. Let's talk about what happened. So uh, early, I think earlier in the show, Cass and Enzo go up to Kurt Angle, and they're like, yo, man, you got to let us know what's going on here. Get to the bottom of this. Who's beating us up? And Kurt is like, I'm going to figure it out tonight. We're going to have a thing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, Big Show is, is a suspect. The Revival is a suspect. I'm going to talk to them all, and we're going to get to the bottom of this, figure this out. So finally we get to the end of the show, and that happens, right? Finally we get to the fucking end of the show. <laughs> uh, the, the, Thank the, you. This has been Blind Tag. <laughs> Just do some Googling. You'll figure it out what happens. Just do it, do it yourself. Why are you listening to this? So the, Kurt Angle's in the ring with Enzo and Big Cass. He calls out the revival. He calls out the big show, and they basically go through uh, some, like, alibis for why. Big show, like, kind of just maybe decides that he's quitting Raw and is like, I'm not going to be on your show anymore, Kurt Angle. Yeah, he's like, I'm offended that you would think I'd do this after all we've been through. Yeah, right. Which is true. They have a pretty long story history together. That's fair. Um, I Yeah, I would be kind of mad if, if he calls friend... he calls enzo and big cast soft he does he sure does but he doesn't spell it out so no. you know um anyway so he leaves uh the revival makes some dumb alibi or whatever and they're like it wasn't us either and kurt angle's like yeah that's that's that seems sound uh, and so he's just like basically i called you out here to say that i have no idea what the fuck happened yeah kurt was like nobody did nobody it. did it. i guess nobody that's our show folks see you next <laughs> week uh and then Corey graves is like wait a minute I have some evidence. Uh, and so then he... Corey Graves is not great on the mic. Uh, so I will say... When he's not announcing a match, he's not great on the mic. I will say the YouTube version of this was cut really, really weird. I actually saw like the YouTube clip before I saw the actual segment. Um, and they cut a ton out in the YouTube. This was a pretty long segment. And Corey Graves' like, evidence presentation was like kind of longer. Oh, really? And the way they cut it made it a little like nonsensical. So well, He was like kind of stuttering and like, he was a little falling bit, over yeah. himself. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, I'm, I really He's not a professional podcaster. <laughs> we also don't professionally podcast in front of like 15,000 people. So, I, you know, I'll cut him some slack here and there. So basically, he, he, present, he eventually presents some security camera footage that shows uh, the big cast walloping the big cast the big cast whoops the Uh, big cast he uh is basically making it look like he was he was injured so he like lays down on the ground and is grabbing his head and he like scatters some poles around to make it look like he fell over or something like that and so basically it's just like 
nobody has been attacking Big Cass. Big Cass has been attacking himself, and that must mean that Big Cass attacked Enzo. To which Big Cass says, fuck yeah, I did that. I beat the shit out of you, Enzo. And just, like, spends five minutes just, like, tearing Enzo a new asshole. This was incredible. So... Big, Big Cass is great. He's He's been a pretty solid guy. But he's not been known for his mic skills. I think that's a lot of the reason why they paired these two guys up for so long is because Enzo's a great talker, not a great wrestler. Big Cass is a great wrestler, not a good talker, right? So, but, man, this fucking promo was insane. He was so intense, and it was it felt... It was so mean. Yeah, it felt so real. He, they, said, he said to Enzo, do you realize that you're nothing more than dead weight... Holding back my career at the WWE. Yeah, yeah. Which he like, said that to Enzo's Enzo cried. Enzo actually cried. I think which it was, was real. It was. It definitely was. Yeah, it was a real tear, but well, I think it was real emotion. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that, I, I, yeah, I, I believe it. Uh, and then Cass kicked him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked him in the heart, and soul, and then the face. <laughs> the heart, and soul, and then the face. It was unbelievable. Right in success. It was brutal, succession. and then he just walked away. Yeah. It, oh, man, it was incredible. Big cast just was was so good, and I'm so I've net like a lot of people have been like, you know, this guy kind of needs a singles push. He deserves some time to like work on his own and do his own thing. And I was kind of like, yeah, sure, but I didn't really see like he's got a good look. He's a pretty good wrestler, but I didn't really see how it was going to work out. And now I'm like, hell yeah, give this guy all the championships, give this guy all the main event segments. Like he was amazing. Yeah, I, this definitely made Big Cast much more interesting. Oh yeah, gosh, I was just like. I was glued to him. I can't re- like. I can't remember the last time I've seen a promo that good. It was it was amazing. Um, May I ask my so question real. now? What's that? With all this happening and with the big show calling both of them soft. Yep. Why was he like babying Enzo before and like acting like they were friends <laughs> and there was the weird love triangle thing? Why was Big Show doing that? Yeah. I mean, I think that that was a genuine feeling. I think he is just like hurt that that they would continue to accuse him. Like, I think Big Show is saying like, I continue to defend you for the last couple of weeks and you're still going to try and accuse me of doing this shit. Like, whatever, man. You're you're you are soft. I'm going to leave now. That sucks. Yeah, well. That sucks for the Big Show. I mean, maybe Poor they should have trusted him. I don't know. But obviously they had something to hide. Well, not Enzo had something to hide, but Big Cass had something to hide. So, you know, there's a reason. Yeah, but we, like, all knew. Yeah, right. I'm really interested to see how this is going to play out in the ring because, like, there, there is no reason that an Enzo-Big Cass match should be anything other than Enzo getting just absolutely squashed. So I, I assume that they're going to do that at some point, but I'm not sure. I assume that they're also going to try and do at least one Big Show versus Big Cass match, which will probably be pretty entertaining. But, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they book this, and I'm very curious to see, like, what kind of time span they put this over, because it really seems weird to me that, I mean, these guys have been working together their entire WWE careers, right? So it seems weird for me for them to just, like, dissolve at, like, Great Balls of Fire and have that be the end of it. So I am, uh, like, maybe they're going to push towards SummerSlam and do something. I don't know. But um, it's just going to be, I'm curious to see how exactly they handle this. But I just really want to see Big Cass yell at Enzo a lot more. I also want to I see don't him. want to see that. It made me very sad. <laughs> made me feel really bad inside. It made you feel some feelings. Made me feel some feelings for Lil Enzo. Did you Lil feel Enzo. for Enzo in that moment? I was the Enzo, yeah. Lil, Lil Enzo. I mean, I think technically I'm the Enzo and you're the big cast. Because, you know, he's the heel now. I don't feel bad for you, though. <laughs> I'm not as mean to you as big cast was to Enzo. <laughs> oh, boy. 
I hope that you never are. I couldn't handle that. I would. I would cry. I couldn't. I would cry too. I'd just be like, I'd be like, Matt, you're dead weight. Yeah. We're never gonna be. I'm never gonna be a famous podcaster <laughs> if I have to keep carrying <laughs> you around. And then you'll cry, and then I'll cry, and I'll just be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I did not mean that. I meant it, but I didn't mean to make you feel bad about it. (laughs) I did mean it, though. I want to make it very clear I fucking meant it, Matt. But I'm sorry. You are dead weight. (laughs) I'm just going to, I can't wait to edit this later and just put that on loop and make myself feel really, really bad about myself. It's your new ringtone. Oh, boy. You are dead weight. (laughs) This is really taking a turn here. Hey, I enjoy doing this with you. We've done it 10 times now. 10 times. Ten perfect, too many. A perfect ten times. <laughs> as they say, as they say in the biz. Yeah. Ten too many. Ten too many. <laughs> in the podcasting biz. Oh, you did ten? It's too many. Too many. Cut time to, to you should have cut it quits five episodes ago. Call, call it, it quits. quits. Yeah, that too. Cut right. it quits. Cut it quits. All right. Let's let's get out of here. Wanna once again thank Small Parks for uh letting us use their song Restless as our in and out music. It's great. If you have uh, questions or comments or just want to say hey, hit us up at blindtagcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at blindtagcast. We bought a URL. We did. One day we'll have a website. <laughs> blindtagcast.com. You can check it out. Yeah. Is it is it all ready to go? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, there. they can go there. They can, you can bookmark it now. They, yeah. Well, yeah. It's kind of like pre-ordering <laughs> access to our website. <laughs> oh, boy. Bookmark it now so you can be up to date. As soon as we'll as have, soon as we have, we'll have all of our memes yeah. that we make, our good jokes, I our text, good gags. I text Matt a wrestling meme today. Yeah, it was good. That I made. It was good. It was Maybe a good we'll tweet it. Cast joke. Yeah, yeah, we'll share that out. Um, share it out. All right. Well, it's been fun. Um, yep. I'm Matt Raddick. I've been your face. I'm Randall Juano, and I have been your heel. We'll see you next time. Cause you're falling in love when you shouldn't be.